Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, the offensive line aficionado, Mozzie. How's it going? I'm swell. Had had a good had a good day, and we're talking about football. You know, it's been a bit since we've been back, so I felt like I should keep the classic. You know. Yeah, it, it's been a while, but it's been you know I think it's, it's very while. good. Episode. It's been a while. Yeah, that, that's a reflex. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh. Oh, he took a little time off, which I think is good. Kind of clears the mind. You don't want too many preconceived notions going into the year, especially when you have a year with so many changes. It's been a chore, <laughs> like straight up, to look at all of the changes that have happened this offseason. Some of these teams are so different. Yes, we've got a doc with like actually i guess a sheet technically with all the changes we updated it uh before the draft after the draft and recently with every you know recent change um mozzie's got a nice offensive line ranking sheet because there's been a lot of shifts around there and coaching changes that affect you know the team and of course the lines itself so lots to keep track of and um our kind of series before we get into the season as we kind of go through the preseason which actually we're recording as the Hall of Fame game is going to be going on. I uh, have my Raiders pillow right here to help uh, block some of the some of the rebound sound off the wall. But we are going to be going through um, the AFC North and NFC East to lead off. Um, we're going to be recording all of it at once, but we're going to have it broken down into episodes, probably either by team or by division, so make make it a little easier listening. So we can go ahead and kick it off with the AFC North. I uh, believe we both have the Bengals and Ravens atop the division. Um, But let's go ahead and start with the uh, Super Bowl runner-ups last year, the Bengals. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I know that they really caught lightning in a bottle last year, but I do expect them to still be quite good. I don't think it was a one-year. I mean... Obviously, the biggest change to that team is their complete renovation of the offensive line. Uh, I think, what, four of their five starters have been replaced? Yeah, they've less. completely revamped the line. That was the big MO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we know that that can take some time for these guys to gel, but most of them are veterans. I don't expect the gelling to take all that much time. Um, regardless, it's a better line than it was last year by a lot <laughs> like a lot a lot <laughs> yeah and i think that'll help out games like we saw the titans game that was our big worry um of course the titans offense didn't help uphold their end of the deal right. but there are teams who learned how to kind of take advantage of the weakness but that's what they're doing they're kind of shoring that up so that's one they're pretty much the way to attack them they're trying to get rid of um <laughs> right so yeah, and I th- I think you know, I don't think anyone's worried about the offense. Like, I think last year we weren't even really worried about the offense per se that much. Um, 
we were just way off on the defense and the overall record. <laughs> At least I was for sure. Yeah, no, um, that was our take is like, they're going to be dangerous on offense. They just don't have a defense. And then they did. And it was very uh, surprising, but really awesome. <laughs> yeah. So offseason changes, um, as I mentioned, for the most part, the O-line was the big change. Yeah. Um, they brought in safety Daxton Hill in the draft. That was kind of the big move. And that's part of why we probably still see Jesse Bates not side. I don't think they're gonna sign him long term so i don't know if he plays on the tag if he holds out if they trade him or what um i if you press me i think he'll suck it up and play on tag but i don't know um they did also lose uh trey waynes who i guess you didn't really lose him he didn't really play anyway um they yeah, lost Phillips and they lost played for them yeah maybe like <laughs> one week and they lost uh ogan joby as well um but they got some uh, corner Taylor Britt and then uh, a tackle Carter in the draft. Um, and then they also lost Uzi and Tate on offense, but they got Hayden Hurst to help replace Uzi. So, yeah. Yeah, any any possible kind of defensive hit is definitely uh, offset by the huge offensive line game. The main thing for me is the defense performed really well last year. They weighed out the expectations. And is that a factor of, like, them just being better than we thought uh and coaching and cohesiveness or is that our cohesion um or did they benefit from you know typical variants of football and like will it regress this year so that's kind of the big thing is like how's the defense going to stay right now i have them at a 12 and 5 or 13 to 14 so i've given the benefit of the doubt and that the defense stays good um so yeah and that's pretty much where i have them yeah so i think I mean, I, I could see 11 and 6 as a projection too, but like, they're they're definitely, in my opinion, double-digit win team. The schedule is kind of rough, but I think they can make it work. And there's two to three games throughout them that could, you know, swing them either way. Um, but again, top five offense for sure. I, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Um, no. So, yeah, I expect to see the team in the playoffs again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're good now. I feel like that's that's one of the least amount of changes we have for teams, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is nice. It's kind of nice to have a few uh, layups like that where you're just like, oh, I don't have to do a ton of research. <laughs> yeah, they, a pretty a pretty consistent team aside yeah. from like I said the offensive line improvements, but they retained all of their coaching staff as well, right? I think so. Or did they? Yeah, yeah, they kept everyone it looks like so. Yep. Consistency Ooh, for the Bengals. Uh, it's yep. kind of weird to say, right? But <laughs> I love it. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Oh, and then I'll uh, I'll also mention as far as O line rankings, I've got them right here at seven. Um, which I have it broken up into tiers. I should probably mention that there aren't any teams with horrific O lines this year. They all at least have something going for them. Mm-hmm. The top twenty-two of thirty-two teams, I all have like with a good O-line or better. So it might be a little optimistic, um, but if I say your team is like the 20th ranked offensive line, that is actually like a good thing. It's only really bad when you start getting below like 23, and that's when it's kind of iffy. Gotcha. Yeah, it, from what I could tell and from what I think you've got in here, there's not much difference between like 13 and 22. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, like again, there's definitely clear elites, clear superiors, and a couple that what injury could send them into trash oblivion. 
But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to one of those soon. But um, so on the anything else on the videos before we move on? Um, I guess for me, fantasy outlook's kind of the same. Like, there's not really much reason to expect change. I guess Hayden Hurst is the only guy to really like bring up much. I think he'll be not the same as Uzi, where you're gonna get two weeks of him being the tight end one and not much else. I think with Hayden Hurst, you're kind of going to get like, cause he is not like a big yak guy in the way Uzi is like, he can get some yak, but it's more like, I know this is going to sound funny, but like grinder yak. <laughs> like it's not like, he's not going to house it. Like he's not going to get up like 40 yards of yak in one play. Maybe like, you know, seven yards of yak per play or something, but either way, maybe a little more reliability, but I don't know about the spike weeks. So that all that to say, I'm not. I don't have much interest in Aiden Hurst per se. Like he's in a good offense, but yeah, he's I, also I don't with the, yeah, yeah. He's also with Mixon and Boyd and Chase and Higgins. So, which is those are all great options. Hayden Hurst shouldn't be in that tier. Yeah, but he'll definitely get some like easy targets and easy touchdowns. Because yeah, he's gonna that. be the the. Uh, comparison i always make is he's gonna be like the brent Selleck for the eagles which is like <laughs> for your team he'll be good but like for fantasy probably not relevant enough <laughs> i like the comparison it's solid <laughs> so next up we've got the ravens who have definitely improved their line a lot and drastically improved their secondary which was pretty much what was fucking them over last year um they got kyle hamilton they have guys back from injury, and um, they got in Marcus Williams, so a lot of improvement there. Uh, the Ravens, I think, I I mean, this is our preseason prediction, so I think we're allowed to throw out some hot takes. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders this year. Me too. I think I've got no them, one's talking about it. Yeah, I've got them at like thirteen to four right now. I have them pretty good. Like, they, yep. like yeah, they they benefit from getting some of the. So, like, when you're matching up across, like, the divisions, they get the benefit of some of, like, the easier ones versus, like, the Bengals getting the harder ones of, like, those divisions where you get, like, two of the four or something like that. Or, yep. like, you get matched up record-wise with one kind of thing. So, they get, like, a little bit of benefit there. But, yeah, like, that, they, their team was so hurt last year. That's the, the thing. Was so hurt last year. They get so many people back. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, like hyperbole like they lost Dobbins they lost Lamar they lost Gus Edwards they lost uh Hollywood at times Mark Andrew at times but they lost Ronnie Stanley for the year he's coming mm-hmm. back they lost uh well one of their other offensive linemen that's gone now and was replaced with a guy they drafted who's really good and Kevin Zeitler and Morgan Moses so their O-line is much better like across the board they lost all of their corners last year, they should <laughs> both be coming back. They got Kyle Hamilton in the draft. Honestly, uh, this team is really scary. <laughs> yeah, it's their their two weak groups are obvious. It's receiver and linebacker. Um, the linebacker one's still going to be an issue, I think. But the receiver one, I mean, we, we've seen this offense like be like so. Hollywood had a good year last year, but like in 20 I think 2020 it was whatever year it was anyway um like the, whatever year hollywood torched the dolphins week one with lamar um i guess he like he's had like spike games and like not overall good seasons but like i think all that to say the ravens can return back to their run heavy offense or like maybe we see 
like Bateman become a wide receiver one. We see more pass work to Dobbins if he's healthy. We see Duvernay step up. Maybe even fucking like Tylen Wallace, you know, shows up on the field. Um, I think they should give Will Fuller a call if he's not hurt just to yeah. replace the deep threat, even if he is not. He's obviously not going to do as much as Hollywood, but like he could act like him. Um, <laughs> but either way, like this team was the one seed before Lamar got hurt last year. Yeah. And Despite that was how with fucked all up the they injuries. were. Yeah, so it they sounds like Dobbins will be deadly. back for week one. Yeah, so this outline is kind of built to run. Lamar has been getting better as a passer, like, throughout his career. Um, this Like, from this offseason, it sounds like he worked with, like, a, a throwing coach again. We've seen the biggest – so the biggest thing with Lamar stuff that we always see in the offseason is, like, his spiral has never really been tight, but his spiral is looking kind of tighter now. So Spiral's kind of tight, yo. <laughs> spirals spirals kind of tight that spirals hella tight <laughs> uh i should mention patrick queen has had a rough start yeah. i think this is his third year right or is mm-hmm. this his second yeah third year so this is Pretty kind sure of his prove it year uh they do have a little help though because they drafted this guy david ojabo um who was kind of a consensus top outside linebacker in the draft mm-hmm. before he got a really bad injury um, and it was really unfortunate. I want to say it happened like at the senior bowl or something. Mm. He was one of those guys that just was like consensus top defensive prospect got hurt. Well, they were able to snag him at the end of, I think the first round or the beginning of the second. Um, he's really good. He just has to come back from injury. So that's another guy outside linebacker that will help. And they also got Justin Houston at outside linebacker. So I think that middle is going to be the weak point in the middle of the linebacking defense. So maybe, but you know, if you have Kyle Hamilton, who's a ball hawk, I really think that they're, they're pretty complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the main thing is just what are we going to see from the offense scheme wise? But I think we can see more of a return to them successfully running um, like they did in 2020. Whereas, you know, last year they weren't a stronger of a running team, but I, I, I think we have, like, also the benefit of the passing game being super consolidated, too, like, for fantasy purposes, where yeah. it's Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. <laughs> and, like, yep. maybe Devin Duvernay emerges. Maybe we see Dobbins catch a lot of passes. Like, that's probably ideal. I think that's what we want. And I, we talked about that a lot last year, going into the year before it got hurt. Um, but, I mean, those are three really good players. So, <laughs> I think they can make it work. Yeah, and there's something that I think the Ravens are going to do. I don't have proof of it yet. They drafted uh, two tight ends this year in the in the draft. Oh, yeah. And I Classic. think it's very likely uh, that we see one of them always on the field as well with Mark Andrews. So I think they're going to be doing a lot of two tight end sets. Oh, they so should, they can, yeah. They can block effectively. And the tight ends that they got are a lot better at receiving than blocking. Both Charlie Kolar and Isaiah Likely mm-hmm. are very good pass catchers and not very good blockers. So I think it's likely that you're going to see them as that second wide receiver to Bateman um, throughout the year. Now, it might rotate, but Isaiah mm-hmm. Likely reminded me a lot of LaVisca. Uh, he's hyper-athletic. Oh, yeah, I remember talking really about him in your rankings. But he runs like him. He runs kind of wild. Um, he's <laughs> like crazy fast and has good hands. 
He just doesn't really know how to block all that well. So that's going to change and evolve as the course of the year goes on. But I do expect Mark Andrews and company, you're going to see the tight ends kind of be the primary targets of the offense with Bateman and then Dobbins. Mm -hmm. And like one of the things last year was, I believe Ricard and Boyle both got hurt. I don't know if it was all year at different times, but those two guys, while not huge names, were huge cogs in the run game. Patrick, so, yeah, Patrick Ricard is so fucking important. Yeah, like he <laughs> he is like a big engine to the Ravens' offense. So I think I, th- I think they lost him part way through the year. I don't think he missed the whole year, but I thought Nick Boyle missed like all year. Could be wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. See, Ricard missed a few games, and fucking Tim Boyle, he missed Nick. Um, I'm sorry, Nick Boyle. I'm like, wait, I'm like, Tim Boyle came up for Detroit. What am I doing right. wrong here? <laughs> I was like, there is yeah. a Tim Boyle. Nick, yeah, Nick Boyle only played like five games. So, yeah. The ga- the games without all of them, I think, were also the ones without Lamar, too. <laughs> but yep. also, like, worth noting, this team's backup quarterback situation is currently in a good in an okay spot. Yeah. They found out, so. They got the Huntley bros. Mm-hmm. Huntley and Huntley. So, <laughs> Yeah, these two teams, it's a two-horse race in this division as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So Ravens and Bengals. Bengals did own them last year. We'll yes. see if it happens again. Um, that's why I technically gave the Bengals the edge here in the rankings. But Ravens are also very, very interesting. Yeah, I believe I had them splitting with each other, of course. But, um, like I said, I think Baltimore benefited from... Like some of their harder games being at home and then not having as many hard games out of out of division. Yeah. Because let me find where it was. Like um like yeah, Cincinnati has to play Buffalo and I don't know if Baltimore has to play Buffalo, do they? Oh they do, never mind. I can't remember what it was, but I know like Baltimore gets the Giants. I don't know if Cincinnati gets the Giants. No. So I caught a couple of discrepancies. Yeah. But alas. We go on to the Steelers who have a wide wide range of outcomes. I have them anywhere from like seven and ten to eleven and sixteen, but I think we've both kind of settled at nine and eight for now. Yeah, I'm kind of just giving them one over five hundred. They're scared. They're really tough to predict. Yeah, we just don't know what the quarterback situation is going to lend itself to. Will it really matter? Will it be all about the scheme? But their O line kind of sucks. They yeah, have a ton got, of really good skill uh, players, but their O line sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, all the receiving talent they've got, the insane defense they have, right? They've got good coaching, but O line and quarterback are two very important units, and they're both really big question marks. So, I was like, I was contemplating this team, and I'm like, okay, we are gonna know a lot more about Roethlisberger after this year because listen, we know he was cooked, he was well done, but he was seasoned. So, right. <laughs> like, he, he knew how to operate with the terrible O-line, and so, like, despite him being cut, like, he was able to maneuver it enough to get them to the playoffs. Um, or, no, to, to not cost them the playoffs, I can say. Either way. So, right. and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or apparently maybe even Mason Rudolph try to navigate a, this dookie line. So, I'm like, <laughs> will we look back and realize... Ben wasn't as cooked and this line was hurrying his expiration date? Or are we going to see the younger Bucks with any mobility show us that, you know, you can stay fresh longer if you can move around the fridge? Like, there's right. there's a lot of aspects to this that I think <laughs> make it tough. Like, is basically, is this battle line something that 
Roethlisberger navigated better because he was older and like his being cooked didn't matter or was being cooked a factor that exacerbated it and these young guys who could move like aren't gonna have as much issue like that's the dilemma right. it's an interesting question um i personally think that he was pretty cooked uh, <laughs> but it'll still be really tough for a rookie or mitchell trubisky to be hyper effective even with their talent with the o-line as it is because they'll be under pressure a lot mm-hmm. they'll have to do things on the run it's just not an ideal situation I think I ultimately gave them just about 500 because I like and respect Mike Tomlin so much mm-hmm. that I just kind of have to. And their defense is is very, very, very. Yeah, that, that that's that's the thing is this defense can carry them through some games. Yep. You know, they're going to split with their division for the most part. Yeah. I mean, depending on Cleveland. So, like, we'll, we'll get to Cleveland. But I, yeah. if, for the most part, I have this division splitting. Um and like with Pittsburgh, I'm like, okay, like if they're facing battle lines or like something like that, that might help. But if they're facing a really good D line, like that might be an issue. Um, there were multiple games. Um, I think the Dolphins, the Raiders, and um, honestly, like the Saints were one too, where I was like, these could go either way. So yeah, the Saints game was one I know we talked about as a really. Mm-hmm really tough predictor because we have a lot of new on both sides but (laughs) oh Steelers yeah so they'll be I think fringe playoff or maybe just out you know maybe they they lose to Detroit instead of tying Detroit who knows Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) someone was like quizzing about the ties in the NFL last year and like I instantly knew it off the top of my head because I knew one was Lions and Steelers wasn't there a second one though was, didn't the Eagles tie the Bengals? I know they have before in their history. It but might I have been did, the year before. So I know the Eagles and Bengals tied a long time ago, and I was at the game. It's like a gross game. Um, but I thought the Steelers were like in both ties. Um, okay, we have a list of NFL tied games. So in 2022, can I fucking find this? 21. Yes, sir, it was just the one. It was the Steelers, uh, Bengals. Yes, so Eagles and Bengals tied in 2020. Yep. Okay. Steelers have been involved in two ties in the last few years. It's kind of funny. Poor Lions. They tried so hard. Tried so hard and got got so far. I've been to multiple Bengals tie games, which is kind of a (laughs) funny claim to fame. Um, Anyway, that one Doofenshmirtz mean? (laughs) (laughs) It isn't that weird, but it's weird that it's happened twice. (laughs) It's... Yeah, I'm not... I don't know if I've been to... I know we're going to talk about this. I think I've only been to, like, one Bengals loss. Or maybe none. I'm apparently a good luck charm for the Bengals. There we go. Hey, the one Bengals game I went to, they beat the Chiefs at home. That's true. I was there. Can yeah. can prove. Can prove. <laughs> but, yeah, so before we move on to the last team in this division, the Steelers have a ton of talent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, they have a ton of talent. But I don't know if they'll be able to take advantage of it fully. Like, with Pickens, Claypool, and Deontay, who just signed an extension, by the way. I think he got, like, a big, like, to your deal yeah but like a lot of guaranteed stuff so good for him deserves it yeah he is super and, good yeah i'm wondering if he'll be like the favorite target especially for like pickett just the good rat running at pickett is we've comped him to alex smith so i'm yeah. wondering if it's pickens too like maybe as the year goes on he definitely can go up and get it yeah i mean i love pickens like he's one of those guys where i'm like 
I wish I'd gotten him in more rookie drafts, but the way my picks were set up, it didn't really make sense too. Um, yeah. But I'm, you know, he's someone I'm going to try to start acquiring, well, at least inquiring about. Right. Yeah, I think he's worth a look for fantasy. Yeah, he's he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog. <laughs> Najee, I think we can expect fantasy wise to do kind of the same thing as last year with a lot of caught passes. I do think he will have less receptions than he did with Ben. Yes. I, yeah, that's not a hot take. <laughs> okay. I do, yeah, I, I do think that's pretty likely. But I also expect he might get more actual carries. I could, I could see it going either way. But I definitely agree on the less passes. Like, fewer passes, less fewer. Either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roethlisberger was a big fan of the dump-off. Albeit, Pickett, as we comp to Smith, maybe he's a fan of the dump-off. Um, <laughs> maybe. I, I, th- I think he would take it. But if we get, like, Mitch, I would worry a little more. Yeah. But it's going to be hard for not, like... He, I don't think he passes what he did last year, passing game-wise. No, I, I don't think so either. Okay, it's going to be a hard feat. So, yeah, a lot of fantasy-relevant guys. It's just a matter of the team's consistency. So, lastly, we've got the Browns here. So, they're tough to predict because... Understandably. <laughs> we don't know how much Deshaun Watson is going to play. Hopefully, it's none. I'm operating yeah. it if it's just none because as, as we're recording this... We got the ruling from Robinson that he did shit, and then her recommendation based off the NFL's current guidelines of past suspension was the six games, and the NFL's appealing that because they're saying, okay, now that you found that he did shit, we're going to say it should be more. So that's our current state. Um, I'm guessing that it's going to be more because the NFL can kind of do what they want at this point. So, yep. Oh, I got kind of loud, and my, my dog was like, oh, why are you getting loud about that? So. We get heated when we have to talk about this guy. Yeah, I was getting my hair cut uh, yesterday. Like, you know, ESPN's on there all the time. It's a men's salon. And uh, right. I was like, "Has like, do you guys have ESPN all the time? She's like, yeah. I'm like, this has been on like all day on the channel. She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's so yeah. fucked. Ugh, having to listen to that over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it's... try not to talk about him too much. Um, I went with the assumption that he'll be gone for 12 games just because I I would love to say all 16 or all 17 now, but I'm just kind of dividing right down the middle. Like there's, there's a chance that he does see sometime this year. There's a chance he doesn't. So I'm going to get do the 12 games without him and hopefully more, um, hopefully indefinite and possibly <laughs> uh, eternal lifetime. Yeah. Cause <laughs> lifetime. if they do the six times 30, that gives him quite a few years out of, out of the league. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be, you know, th- there is a part of me that, God, the Browns, I feel so bad for their fans. Yeah. They really have a pretty complete team. They alienate their quarterback, who was injured all of last year, to sign a repeat sexual offender for a $230 million guaranteed contract, yeah. and he might not play. And yeah, the Browns are going to be cursed again. I know. Deservedly so. If you pull off this fucking bullshit, you deserve to be cursed again. Yep. Which is uh, sad because even with Jacoby Brissett, they can win some games still. They have a great O-line. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. They went and got Amari Cooper for nothing somehow. Oh, God. Yeah, that deal still like baffles me Like every time I look at like. The value they got on him versus, like, everything that happened after was absurd. 
insane a fifth rounder and you have all of these receivers that are now making over 20 million oh my yeah goodness. christian kirk yeah the jaguars ruined everything <laughs> yeah they kind of did <laughs> yeah so as far as the rest of the moves uh, we mentioned them of course getting watson and cooper um they did keep in joku that was kind of a big thing um i don't know how much they use him they've got Brissett now as their current starter um they did bring in jakeem grant presumably for mostly returning um they lost of course the aforementioned baker they lost Travis landry to the saints uh, austin hooper is now titan and i don't know where uh higgins is now but they lost him they also lost troy hill and uh Wilson at linebacker. And then in the draft, um, they got uh, Wright, I believe, at defensive end, and then Anderson in their uh, corner. They got David Bell, receiver out of Purdue, and they got a kicker in uh, Cade York. There so you go. they drafted a good kicker. Um, they also traded for Chase Winovich, I believe. So yeah. um, helps out with the linebacking, which was a noticeable problem last year. Yeah, and then they also got their coaching assistancy, which I don't think we mentioned it with Pittsburgh and um, the Ravens, but I believe Pittsburgh has consistency, but they've got a new DC, and then Ravens, they also have a new DC. Yes. But mostly consistency at coaching throughout this division. Yeah. All the same for Cleveland, which is a good thing you like when there's consistency. There's a lot that they have going for them. They just have a really... Uh, shitty situation going on that, you know, they don't really have anyone to blame but themselves, but it is still unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, I've got them kind of at the bottom of the division. Yeah, because I said, there's at least some time without Watson. Like I said, I'm predicting right now my record prediction is Watson is not going to be there and Brissett's are start all year. However... I think it's reasonable to expect that if they find out Watson will not be around all year, they could try to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. That's something I've been like tossing around like, oh, if you know, Watson's out for a year or more, like Jimmy is pretty similar to Baker. And I think that would give them a few more games that I'm not giving them now. I think it would give them the ability to split with their division and it would give them a better chance at some of these games I'm not giving them. Um, like week one is one of the big ones. Like I'm giving Carolina that game, which that honestly, that's going to be fucking must watch TV. I'm excited for that game. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like the Carolina Cleveland game. That's great. But like, um, the, the only difference would be like splitting with their division mates maybe. But like, I don't think even with Watson, like the chargers at home, like that's a tough one. New England's a tough one. Like any Cincinnati games going to Buffalo. Like there's a lot of tough games on the schedule regardless so I think even with Watson, they would be fringe playoffs. And with Jimmy G, they probably still don't get there. So I'm not sure what, what their belief would be on it. But I think, I think they could be them. headed toward the playoff picture. It's it's tough because you have a lot, you know, Bengals and Ravens, if they're both 12, 13 win teams, mm-hmm. you're really depending on <laughs> being a very, very lucky wild card um, yeah. for the Browns with that. They just, uh, their schedule's very tough. Like, they have the Buccaneers, the Bengals and Ravens twice, Chargers, Steelers, um, obviously Steelers twice, but... Yeah, because right now, like, I'm giving, I'm getting, they're getting swept by their division in my current record, because if they have Brissett all year, that seems pretty likely. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they get one over Pittsburgh, but if they split with their division, that's three more right there, and if they can beat Carolina, that puts them up to nine already. So, again, a quarterback difference from Brissett could swing a lot but 
at the moment rough and so like this is where i get sad because we all know how much i love nick chubb he's amazing yeah but if they were all at Brissett, like as good as the line is they've got some talent on defense as good as the running backs are like they're gonna get a lot of stacked boxes i don't yeah. know how much they'll be playing with the lead the defense is gonna be in tough tough position so like yeah even with Jimmy, I don't know if they're going to make it 500 or not. Yeah, it's again, it's it's tough. They're, they'll, again, I've still given them five. They could win some games on the back of some of the talent they've got elsewhere. But, yeah. It's, it's an interesting take, though. I haven't heard Jimmy G to the Browns, and I think that's a really good uh, idea. They actually, I just looked it up, they do have the cap space. Yeah, they've got a lot of cap space. That's the thing. They can do it because they gave Watson that shitty sex offender deal. Like, yeah. they don't have cap space wrapped up this year. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> it's weird <laughs> that it's working out that way, but they can manage that. And so, I don't. It, it, the more we find out like about Watson's situation and the suspension, I think the more we'll hear that rumbling. But, you know. As of now. Heard it here first. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, my last heard it here first did not work out with the Malik Willis thing. Um, <laughs> that didn't pan out as I guessed. It took a quarterback, but not the one I thought. Yeah, they smoke screened everybody. Yeah. Uh, but that will wrap up the AFC North. Um, since that ended up being about half an hour, we'll probably keep it uh, by division episode. So we will be back um, in like a minute with uh, the <laughs> NFC East. So thank you for tuning in.